Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. Acts chapter 27. When the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close to Crete. What in the heck are we talking about here? This is a journey that Paul is making to Rome to appeal to Caesar um, because he's been wrongfully accused many times by the Jews. And finally, because he's a Roman citizen, he pulled out his ace of spades, his trump card, and said, I appeal to Caesar. And upon hearing that, they put him on this ship, this Alexandrian ship, and they begin to head out. Now, <clears throat> let's keep reading. Verse 13. This is, Luke is recording their course all along this very detailed account. Uh, what did I say to go to? Oh, verse 39. Did I say 14? When it was day, they did not recognize the land, but they observed a bay with a beach onto which they planned to run the ship if possible. So between 13 and 39, some things have changed. All right, 13, they had fair weather and look like um, things are going to go well. But Paul is about to have a few really bad days in his life. Um, ever had a few bad days in a row? Bad enough to have one bad day, but then a few stacked up. You know, you, you ask yourself what else can go wrong, and then you find out it can go wronger. <laughs> right? More things can go wrong. He's been placed on this ship on his journey to Rome, and now they get caught up in some very hairy, scary weather. And he's on a ship with, with lots of prisoners as well. There's 276 total on this ship. It's a big, big boat. And um, if we go, can you find verse 14 right quick, Brooke? 14 and 15. It says, but not long after a tempestuous headwind arose called Eurocladon, which means a violent agitation. Eurocladon, verse 15. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And then over the next few verses, you know, you read that this storm grew increasingly worse. Uh, these men were totally at the mercy of the wind and the waves. Uh, they made decisions to do whatever they could to survive. Uh, this perfect storm, and uh, they threw all kinds of things overboard. They let down four anchors at one point, which those anchors were, dis were uh, discovered in 2001, actually. And they did a big archaeological dive um, um, off the Isle of Malta, and they found three of the four, actually. Um, one of them had been found by somebody sometime before, and they melted it down to make fishing weights out of it. I mean, they didn't have any idea that came off of Paul's ship, you know, but they did find three of them. And, um, and you can find that in a book called The Shipwreck of Paul, actually. I'm trying to remember the archaeologist's name, biblical archaeologist. Anyway, you can Google it. When that storm is raging in your life, you, you, you find ways to get relief. You, you, you'll, you'll make decisions that you normally wouldn't make before. You know? You'll sell things you never would have sold before, things that are valuable, 
You'll go get a high interest loan if you have to. Um, take out a second mortgage. Make the difficult decision, you know, maybe to even file bankruptcy. But, you know, when, when the storm's blowing, you just try to do what you can to weather the storm. And this is what they're doing. They're, they're, you know, let's just get through this and then we'll deal with the cleanup later. I mean, having you know that's not the prime way to live your life, but the storm blows sometimes. And you just do the best you can, hold on and, and get through it. And, and I'm talking about what we can do in the natural, of course. Verse 39, when it was day, they did not recognize the land. So during the middle of the storm, things get turned around and now they find themselves in a place that they don't recognize. They're headed for Rome, and they see something up ahead. Their, their soundings aren't familiar. They're sending these soundings because they think that they're close to land. And sure enough, they find that they're you know, 20 yards out or, or 20, however far, farthings, and then like 15. And so they, they've been knocked off course. This, this storm has completely knocked them off course. And, uh, you know, you might be in a, <laughs> you might not, be where you thought you were headed. You know, life happens. Stuff happens. It throws you off course. Situations. Lose a job. You know, get divorced. Uh, un unforeseen things happen. And you think, this is not where I was planning on being, but this is where you are. They observe this bay, it says, with a beach. And let's look at, down at verse 39 again. Uh, onto which they plan to run the ship if possible. Go to 40. We'll read a little bit more. And they let go the anchors and left them in the sea. That's where it happened. Meanwhile, loosing the rudder uh, ropes and they hoisted the mainsail to the wind and made for shore. 41, but striking a place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground and the prow stuck fast and remained immovable, but the stern was being broken up by the violence of the waves. So the, the prow gets stuck and now... The, where two seas meet, there's a huge wave happening there, and it just begins to eat up the ship, breaking it to pieces. And the soldier's plan was to kill the prisoners, lest any of them should swim away and escape. But the centurion, wanting to save Paul, kept them from their purpose and commanded that those who could swim should jump overboard first and get to land. <clears throat> Verse 44. And the rest, some on boards and some on parts of the ship, so it was that they all escaped safely to land. Wow. Wow. Now, something happened again during the storm. They're out on the ocean something like 14 days. And in that 14 days, they're, they're caught up in this storm. They have no control over what's happening, right? Can you imagine 14 straight days, no sun? You don't see the sun for 14. It's just violent weather just coming at you for 14 straight days. They don't have anything to eat. They've thrown a lot of their supplies overboard. And as I said, they're just hanging on for the ride, hoping to God. And Luke says something interesting. He said, and when we all hope was lost, that we would come out of this thing safely, when it was all lost, something happened. Paul makes this announcement because if you read earlier in this chapter, and it looks like it's, you know, a fair weather for sailing, Paul has this feeling. <laughs> he gets this unction like, no, something's not right. And he tells them, I, I have a feeling, I fear that, that we're going to run into some trouble, maybe even loss of life. I would advise us to winter here in this place. 
I, I just don't feel good about this. Well, because they looked at the weather and they, they uh, consulted one another's helmsmen of the ship, said it's going to be fine. So they decided to go. And just a little while later, this storm rose and here they are. And then Paul takes a moment after they imagine this two weeks into this. And you can sense his frustration because he kind of says, I told you so. He says, you should have listened to me. I told you back two weeks ago when we were safe and sound. But take heart. Take courage. Because an angel of God came and told me that no one will lose their life on this ship. Everyone will make it. Now the ship's going to wreck, but we're all going to survive. So take heart. And then Paul began to eat. Imagine trying to eat on a ship that's doing this. I mean, they're just sick all the time, you know. And he took eat. And when they saw him eat and be able to keep it down, they all were strengthened and and decided to, to eat as well. And it wasn't long after that before that prow stuck and then the ship began to break up. Now, there was a point where these prisoners were trying to escape. They were going to take this little skiff or a little boat off the side and try to get away. And Paul said, if that happens, we're all going to die. All of us have to be on the ship. These are the specific instructions. And then we'll all swim to shore. And sure enough, all 276 of them survived. It was as exactly as the angel told Paul. And they made it. And they get there. Now, this is incredible. So they have the storm. They've got this shipwreck they're dealing with. 14 days. And now they're, they're floating, you know, on a, a, grabbing a hold of this piece of ship that's floating in, in the water and then swimming to the, the shore. Chapter 28, verse 1. Now, when they had escaped... They then found out that the island was called Malta. So they, they're not headed for Malta, and they never intended on being in Malta, but here's where they are. And the natives showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling because of the cold. Verse 3, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. Man, can it get any worse? Seriously? You survived the storm, survived the ship breaking apart. You survived the swim to the shore. You know the guy is just completely and utterly exhausted, gets there. These guys show him kindness. He's like, I'll go grab some more sticks. I'll help out. And he picks up that bundle of sticks and puts them on the fire and realizes there's a poisonous snake in there. And it fastens onto his hand. Now watch this. When Paul... Don't you know that? Okay, verse four. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. Isn't it interesting how people like to point the finger when we find ourselves in situations that are beyond our control? Well, what did you do? Well, what sin did you commit? Well, you did something for that to happen to you how quick we are to judge. No doubt this man is a murderer. (laughs) All right. But shook off, watch this, but he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. He shook it off? This is a poisonous snake. Now this isn't just any poisonous snake. This is a poisonous snake that you are dead in a matter of minutes. All right, you don't, you don't have time. If you don't have antivenom here immediately, you're not going to live. And he shook it off. Now, to everyone else, their experience with that snake has been you die from that. 
Watch. I don't think Paul would have chosen these few days to go through. <laughs> if the Lord had given him a choice, Paul, what do you think of this? Would you like to do this? Or would you just like to get straight to Rome with no issues? I think he probably would have avoided that storm, that shipwreck, and that snake bite. When he found himself going through this one thing after another, I'm sure he was tempted just like you and I are at times when things go wrong and when life starts turning in a direction that we were not intending it to do or that we didn't expect. Things have become quite contrary to peace and love and joy and safety and security. Questions about life, God's purpose for your life begin to come to surface. What's the deal? God, all of a sudden everything's turned against me. I mean, how did we end up here? Don't forget... Paul is a prisoner, not because he, and he's a prisoner, not because he committed a crime, but because he preached the gospel. We're talking about an innocent man, right? Who's done nothing wrong. And it looks like he is being punished royally, not just by people, but by the weather, (laughs) by nature. And to boot a drop dead poisonous snake. No storm, no shipwreck, no snake bite. Let me say this to you can stop the purpose of God in your life. God had given him a word. Don't be afraid, Paul. You're all gonna make it. Now, we know that Paul was a man of prayer, right? I mean, we do know that he was at least a man of prayer of the the prayer of the Spirit. Because he said, I think, my God, I'm praying, I pray in tongues more than all of you. Right? So we do know he did that a lot. But he also, we know he prayed a lot because we read a lot of his prayers through the scriptures. But, uh, and some of those things where he would, he would, in Philippians, he said, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thess- in Thessalonians, he said, pray without what? Ceasing, besides being a man of prayer, he had also just, now, before he got on the ship, he had, all, he had just come off a fast. So he gets on there and fast, the fast goes 14 more days. This is unintended fast. How many of you ever fasted before? I'm talking really fasted, like where you're kind of just on water or juice. Hmm? Did you find that that's the longest day ever? If you feel like time is speeding by, just fast. I'm telling you, you can feel every second tick by. We're so spoiled. Or if you can't get any sleep at night, open your Bible. Just start to read. You'll just, oh. The flesh, Jesus said, the spirit is willing, the flesh ain't. I think that's what he said. This the ship is rocking all over that sea. The wind's howling. The waves are beating. The stomach's empty. Sun's nowhere to be found. And God sends his angel and says, don't be afraid. Nice of you to say who just showed up from heaven. Don't be afraid. Just because a storm is blown in doesn't mean that the word of God is no longer valid in your life. Because he is true to his promise. Huh? The angel of God told him, you will stand before 
Caesar. I love that. He didn't say you don't have to fear because the storm's not really that bad. He didn't say that. He didn't say this too shall pass, Paul. He said, you'll be brought before Caesar. Help him get his faith in the word of God, this promise that lays ahead of him. Get his sights on, no, this is where I'm going. You will stand before Caesar. It doesn't matter with this here. You will stand before Caesar. You're spinning around on that ship, throwing up over the side. You will stand before Caesar. Hmm? Ship starts breaking up. You're finding something to float on to swim. You will stand before Caesar. Snake latches onto his hand. You will stand before Caesar, Paul. Despite your circumstances. Well, and he was already holding on to a prior word. Bring up Acts 23, 11. I'm almost through. Acts 23, 11. But the following night, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so you must also bear witness at Rome. Now, this is several years before this incident. Just because things are seemingly out of control, it doesn't change the truth that God is in control. Now, I didn't say he has all control. I said he is in control. He's in control of what he's in control of. And if you'll trust him, then you will give him control where you are. Amen? So you don't have to see the way out of it when you know who the way is. All right? That's all that matters. Because he can see what you can't see. And he knows what you don't know. And to boot, he's on your side. When Paul said, take heart, men, he said, I believe God. Can we all just say those three words together? I believe God. Huh? He says, I believe God that it will be just as he told me. The promise of God is much greater than your trouble and much truer and much surer. It's one thing for your trouble to be a private matter, but when it goes public... (laughs) <laughs> it's a whole different issue, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, thank you, social media platform. When it goes public, when it goes viral, right? Things you didn't, ah, uh, right? He has a snake hanging off his hand in front of everybody. Oh, boy. But nevertheless, he shook it off. Everybody's overacting. <gasps> Waiting for him to die. He's getting his just due. Shook it off. Huh? They're all watching to see what's going to happen next, what you're going through. All right, sometimes more people know about it than you intended. Hmm? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because this can be an opportunity for others to see, to observe what it looks like to walk by faith. Huh? Amen. Amen. God protected him. He didn't die. So then they went to the other extreme. They said he's a murderer. And then when he didn't die, they said he's a God. (laughs) Huh? Come on. All of us have faced some kind of divine protection in our life at one time or another. Hmm? Just think about it. Remember that moment again, whether it was in your car uh, work. Come on, help me out here. Where else? In, 
Huh? On the road. Tough mutter. In the gas chamber. It's the closest I ever felt to death. Huh? And, he, and God protected you. Sometimes you were guilty and God still protected you. Hmm? You put yourself in the situation and yet God protected you because his mercy and his grace is greater. You know, come on. Christians like to act like, like they're never guilty of anything. You know, you should have lost that job, but God protected you. Hmm? Could have lost your marriage, but God protected you. The snake bit him. It fastened itself to him. Its teeth lock in, and now they're all standing there waiting for Paul to fall over dead, and he doesn't. Hmm. When you can persevere through something that could have or should have taken you out, then you can testify that the promise of God is greater in the trouble. Hmm? Went through the crisis, still standing. Hmm? Went through the storm, went through the sickness, still standing. Amen. Went through the bankruptcy, lost my job, still standing. Went through the divorce, still standing. You were preserved, you were protected. Kept in the fire. Not kept from the fire, kept in the fire. Hmm? He shook it off. Come on, somebody just shake it off today. Why don't we just shake off? Just shake it off. What would take other people out? You've got the power in you to shake it off. Huh? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Father, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you for your goodness, your grace, your kindness toward us. Your mercy. Lord, you're so merciful. I'm a living, breathing testimony to the mercy and grace of God. And how it continues to better my life, make me a better man. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for your kindness toward us, your goodness that leads us to repentance, keeps our lives centered, keeps our lives right. And I pray, God, today that we would leave in this place, that your people would leave here today encouraged, not by fair weather, but by faith in God, but by your promise that you will never leave us nor forsake us. And you who promised it are well able to perform what you promised. Each one of us would sink our teeth, our lives into this truth. I thank you, Lord, that you give us the victory. Storms, shipwrecks, snake bites, you give us the victory. And in that, we will rejoice. And in that, we will lift our hands and bless the Lord. 
and praise our God, even in the midst of trouble, as David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Hmm. Why don't we stand up for just a moment? Why don't we bless him right now? Huh? Whatever situation you're in, good, bad, ugly, don't matter. He's worthy of our praise at all times. Let him hear from you today. Bless him. Thank him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You know what we don't know. You're leading us in triumph. You're giving us the victory. We know, God, that whatever situation we're in today, it will work for the good. It will end in good because we belong to you. So thank you, Lord. If, and whatever cares you may be carrying today, take this moment to throw them on him. Don't carry that. You're not made. You're not created for that. Give it to God. All right? You do what you can do and let God do what he can do. Amen. Don't worry. That's playing God. Just give it to him. Let's give it to him. Give him thanks. Thank you, Lord. This is taken care of. I'm victorious in Christ Jesus. I'm an overcomer. Because he who is in me is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that these who are born of God have already overcome the world because of their faith in Jesus. So I thank you for your blessing upon every household here today. A little extra on the daddies today. I thank you, Father, that this people prosper and be in health, even as their soul prospers. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.